Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Better Movement Podcast. This is Todd Hargrove. This podcast is listener-supported, so if you want to show your support, you can become a subscriber at toddhargrove.substack.com. Hi, everyone. For today's podcast, I have about a 15-minute Feldenkrais-style awareness through movement lesson that you can do uh, sitting in a chair. It's kind of a progression from two other movement lessons uh, that I've already offered in the podcast uh, is something you can do when you're sitting. And like the others, this is a way to explore different ways to sit and be comfortable, different orientations you can have with your pelvis and your spine and your ribs and your head as you sit. You can think of it as a way to expand your sitting vocabulary. All you need to, uh, to do uh, the lesson is a chair. Uh, it'll be helpful to have a chair maybe that's not too hard, not too soft, but you can really do this on any surface. So find a chair, get your feet solidly on the ground. Sit to the front of your chair and sit up somewhat tall and feel your contact with the chair, especially the contact of your sit bones with the chair. And you can kind of fidget around a little bit to clearly feel where the sit bones are and where on the sit bones you're making contact. And if you're not sure of that, you could also kind of reach down with your fingers underneath your seat and feel the two bony projections down there that are the sit bones and get a sense of their shape and where they are and then take your hand away and then sit up tall again and feel where your contact point is. And now can you roll back on the sit bones a little bit? So you you roll your pelvis under and you bring more weight and more pressure towards the sacrum. And then you roll back to where you started and repeat that several times. And just focus your attention on how you can roll the pelvis like this. Roll it kind of smoothly and slowly. And just notice how the points of contact between your pelvis and the chair change as you roll. And as you're doing that, you could also notice what's happening with your spine and with your head as you roll the pelvis. Most people will notice that when they roll the pelvis back, the low back rounds, the chest collapses a little bit and you come into a slump. And then when you roll it forward, you straighten up a bit. So try that a few times. Notice that when the pelvis rolls towards you, you can round the low back, you can allow the sternum to come down, you can look down into your lap to kind of accentuate that full spinal flexion. And then to make it that pattern more clear, you could do the opposite. You could start rolling the pelvis forward a little bit and at the same time allowing the low back to arch and the chest to expand. So go back and forth between those two movements, rolling the pelvis back, rolling it forward. Your spine will alternately arch and round. The low back comes forward when the pelvis comes forward. The chest rises. When the pelvis rolls back, you come into a slump. The chest collapses. And then pause for a minute. Feel, feel your contact again. Now there's a different way 
that we could do this. You don't have to move your spine into the patterns that we just mentioned. You could imagine that there's like an inflexible rod going from your pelvis all the way through your spine, so you can't really articulate in the spine at all. So that when you rolled the pelvis forward and back, the whole spine would go along with it. So try that again. Try to Try to roll the pelvis forward, roll the pelvis back, but imagining that your spine stays straight. So what would happen as a consequence is that your head would come far forward whenever the pelvis rolled forward, and your head would go back as the pelvis went back. And this is not an unfamiliar movement, but one you probably won't make in a chair that often, unless maybe you're reaching forward or back for something. So just notice that as the pelvis goes forward, as the pelvis goes back, and if the spine doesn't move, the head's going to travel a lot in front of and behind the pelvis. And then once you've got a sense for that, return to the other way of doing it where the spine arches and rounds, and notice that if you do it that way, that keeps the head right on top of the pelvis, right over your base of support. So the pelvis can roll forward and the pelvis can roll back and the spine can stay directly on top of the pelvis if the spine will alternately arch and round. So try that movement a few more times, rolling the pelvis forward and back, but what you're kind of paying attention to is the fact that the head stays in place even as the pelvis moves. And then leave that, take a rest, let your posture relax. And then come into, come into kind of an equalized pressure on the sit bones again. And now can you roll your pelvis to the side? So roll weight to the right sit bone, enough weight to the right sit bone so that the left sit bone lifts. So you roll your pelvis to the right so the left sit bone comes off the floor, then you return to where you started. So your pelvis, so the weight on the sit bones is equalized again. Then lift the left sit bone from the chair so you have weight on the right. And as you're doing that, notice what strategy you're using with your spine and with your head. Because you could use because because you could use this strategy that we talked about where the spine is totally straight, like an inflexible rod, and your head could tilt over and your whole spine could tilt over to the right as you lift the left sit bone. Or you might have done this where you bent the spine and you were able to lift the left sit bone and keep the head directly over the pelvis. So just notice which, which method you chose. And now let's try it with the inflexible spine. Uh, idea. So you're going to lift the left sit bone and your whole body's going to kind of tilt over like the leaning tower of Pisa over to the right. Your head will go to the right and then the left sit bone comes back down and is fully weighted and you tilt over in that fashion a few times so that you don't have to move in the spine. And now try it the other way so that the, so that the head stays over the pelvis but the pelvis can tilt over to the right. That means the left side your left side waist, your left side ribs would have to shorten. And the right side would have to lengthen just as much. So feel that happening a few times. And then you can try it on the other side. Lift the right sit bone from 
the chair and let your let your whole head and your whole spine tilt over to the left a few times just so you can clearly feel the right sit bone lifting and be sure that you're getting all your weight into the left sit bone. And after you've done that a few times, tilting over like a leaning tower, start to raise the right sit bone, but now keep the head directly over the pelvis, which means you have to shorten the right side waist. You have to lengthen the left side of the body. And then you could march here, march from side to side. So you could lift the left sit bone, then lift the right sit bone, both times trying to keep the head over the pelvis so you have to shorten the left side then shorten the right side go from side to side you could find out which side is easier which side opens easier which side closes easier maybe you feel a different feeling in the hip joints as the pelvis has to move around the femurs And then leave that rest and sitting again. Adjust your feet so they're kind of symmetrical again. Adjust your sit bones so they're symmetrical again. And now can you imagine that there's a clock painted on your chair underneath your pelvis? So you're sitting on a clock and 12 o'clock is more to the front of the chair. Six o'clock is to the back of the chair. Three o'clock is to the right of the chair and nine o'clock is to the left of the chair, about the size of your pelvis. And now roll your pelvis forward, roll your pelvis back again, except for now when you do that, you can imagine you're rolling to 12 o'clock and then you're rolling to 6 o'clock. And do this movement where the head stays over the clock, over your pelvis, so that you have to articulate through the spine and through the ribs to make this rolling happen. And since you've got the clock there, you can kind of see exactly the pathway that your pelvis takes. In other words, does it roll precisely from 12 to 6, or is it more like going from 11 o'clock to 5 o'clock, kind of like on a diagonal? So just kind of use that image of a clock to make sure that you're precisely rolling forward and back. And then pause for a minute. And now can you roll your pelvis from 3 o'clock to 9 o'clock, the same movement we did before, except for now kind of imagining that you're rolling your pelvis over a clock. The right sit bone lifts, so the pelvis rolls to 9 o'clock. The left sit bone lifts, so you roll towards 3 o'clock, and the head stays over the clock so that the spine has to side bend to allow the movement. You can find out whether you're going exactly from 9 to 3 or you're kind of the, maybe the path of least resistance is a little bit more diagonal. So try to straighten it out. Find the points, the angles that you kind of habitually avoid. Try to make sure this is a slow, smooth movement from side to side. And then pause again. And now, of course, since we've got 12 hours on the clock, we could go all the way around the clock and make a circle. So roll your pelvis to 12 o'clock, 
and then go to 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and over to 5, excuse me, 4, 5, 6, I do know how to count, then 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, so you're slowly moving clockwise around every hour of the clock, tilting your pelvis to these different angles, these different combinations of flexion, extension, and side bending. Maybe a little rotation there. And going slow enough so that you can find what are the hours that are very kind of easy to get to, which are the ones that are not so easy to get to, and there's a little tension there, or there's a little lack of coordination there. And where you feel that, you know, kind of maybe stiffness or, or lack of coordination and being able to orient your pelvis and your spine to a particular angle, slow down, breathe through it, make sure that you're kind of not getting in your own way, and just see if you can recover just one of these potential movements of your spine and pelvis. And then you can go in the other direction too, go counterclockwise. Again, being careful to try to hit every hour along this clock at every different point. Your head is not leaning over to the opposite side of the pelvis. It's staying over the base of support. So that's always going to require you to find like a slightly different articulation of the spine and the ribs and find all the places where you need to open up in the front of the body, the back of the body, the side of the body, and then close down that opposite side. So there's kind of a coordination to it. And when you're getting the hang of it, you could try to make the circles a little bit larger, a little bit groovier. You'll feel a little bit more movement coming into the ribs and the spine. You could make the circle a little bit lighter and quicker and faster. Not so fast that you kind of lose control of the whole thing, but just a different way to feel the coordination and reverse and go in the opposite direction. And once you've mapped out all the different options that you can use to sit on your pelvis, all of the different contact points that there are that you can that you can sit on and still keep your head basically balanced over the pelvis and all the different you know spinal positions and rib positions that are evolved. Once you're kind of getting a better sense of all those different positions, all that different vocabulary of different ways to sit, you can be, develop a little bit more awareness throughout the day. What is, you know, which part of the clock do you spend the most time on? Uh, and then maybe you can ask yourself throughout the day, is it possible for me to get myself into a slightly different configuration? Uh, or you could kind of play with this clock-like movement during the day as a way to kind of wake up your sitting and wake up your spine. Feel a little bit more alive and versatile and variable uh, in how you sit. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Better Movement podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like and subscribe. And if you want to support the podcast, go to toddhargrove.substack.com and become a subscriber.